Extraordinary stories from across Scottish football communities. This is the SPFL Trust Football Powered Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SPFL Trust Football Powered Podcast. I'm your host Jake Gray. The SPFL Trust Trophy is back, up and running again, and for each round of the competition we're going to bring you some of the best stories from Scottish football communities. Our tie of the round is Dundee United versus Dunfermline Athletic. We'll chat about the game and bring you powerful stories, including how one Pars Foundation participant found his confidence again after attending their walk and talk group. We'll learn about the connections he's built and the Pars work in local communities with their mental health ambassador, Eddie Martin. And on the pitch, we'll also hear from the Pars Ewan Otto and Dundee United's Ross Graham. But first, let's take a look back to Christmas time and the Pars Foundation's delivery of festive friends. So this is the first year in a couple of years that we've delivered an in-house festive friends as well as delivering the boxes. So today we've got around 50 um, members of the community who are isolated or experiencing loneliness to come along to Stem Park and have a, a three-course meal. We've got a singer, we've got some former players, we've got some gifts and it's just a chance for them to socialise with people who they might not socialise with outside. It's great for them to come along, um, meet people like Roy Barry. Um, who, you know, to a lot of people, he was their hero. You know, so to be able to meet him in the flesh is, is fabulous, you know, it's great. Um, my involvement in football kind of shapes my life a wee bit, you know, it shapes my social circle, it shapes, um, you know, what I do on a Saturday. I think we've got a huge responsibility to serve the community. We've got the facilities to do so and the resources to do so. I think that's what, exactly what we should be doing to make sure that if there's people in their homes who can't get here, that we can still provide that gift and we do a, a doorstep drop for them and we'll go just tap on their door, hand over the gift and if they want to have a blether, we'll have a blether, that's totally fine. One of, one of the main things I think, which is really important, is that although you could be lonely, doesn't mean that you're on your own. So I think it's really good that people come here, they socialise, they've got that inclusion, they don't feel excluded and they've got a, a sense of purpose and you know they're, they're coming here to enjoy themselves and meet new friends that they've met as well. We want to make them feel welcome, that's, that's the biggest thing. You know, it's a, it'd be any football club, but it's just that common interest that sparks the conversation for a lot of the people down the stairs. I don't think people realise the power that football does have and how it's got the power to change people's lives. Yeah, a lovely story there from Festive Friends at Dunfermline Pars Foundation at the end of December 2022. Um, Eddie, you were you were in that film and Festive Friends was a, a really good initiative that, that I'm sure you're happy to be running at the Pars Foundation. Yes, absolutely. Um, Festive Friends is, 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 is not the first one we've done. Um, it, it's been really, really successful and we're hoping um, that there, there will be more as well. Um, the, the best thing about it is, is getting people um, who may be feeling isolated or may be feeling lonely and, and making them part of the community and making them part um, of the football club as well, because that's what, that's what it's all about. It's all about um, the football club and the Pars Foundation being the heartbeat of the um, of the local community, but also being part of the fabric of the local community. So if we yeah. can get um, different groups in that can help, um, different groups that are coming in and, and being part of the festive friends, having a really nice Christmas lunch, getting to know people, getting entertainment, making it a social event, and it's just been it's been a really really great successful story. Yeah, definitely. It's a really, really good programme and there's many, many at the Pars Foundation, as I'm sure you'll agree. Um, you know, we were we were talking a bit about employability and um, someone from, from the Walk and Talk group, for the sake of the podcast, 
um, we'll refer to him as Neil. Um, as uh, you know, the person doesn't want to be identified. But can you tell me a bit about his journey with the Pars Foundation, how how it started, and how he's built his confidence? Yes, absolutely. Um, Neil is a, an absolutely fantastic story, and um, it's, it's one that I'm going to adapt into a case study as well because um, it's such such a lovely, lovely story. Um, so Neil uh, was probably he is in his, his later years. Um, I've got to watch what I'm saying now because I'm I'm coming up for fifty this year. So <laughs> uh, for for later years, I'm I'm going to say he's maybe approaching sixty rather than being fifty. So um, yeah, so um, Neil was. Um, He's coming into his later years and he's worked all his life and unfortunately through circumstances that had nothing to do with him, um, he got made redundant and it was the first time he'd been made redundant and he didn't know what to do. Um, he was he felt his life was on a downward spiral um, from being made redundant. Unfortunately, um, he, he just felt that everything was getting on top of him. He was getting, you know, he felt he was under real pressure. He felt as if there was a big cloud above his head. And I was, um, I was ma making an effect on his daughter and also his wife as well. And that's what led to Neil coming along to the walk and talk event that we do every Friday morning. So what happened from there was they had heard or they'd read about it. Um, and we're getting some really good press and also um, we're putting it out on our social media channels and everything like that. Yep. So um, Neil's daughter and his wife kept on pushing him and pushing him and eventually they, they signposted him to the walk and talk. So he came along himself and um, he, he didn't really know anybody. Um, he was down, he felt as if he was down on his luck. That's that's what I said to him. The very first time I met him, he says, I could just I just feel as if I'm I'm, I'm down on my luck. And I said, okay, so we're walking and talking. And he just said that he had a lack of, a lack of confidence. He didn't know um, what was happening. He'd just been made redundant. He'd worked all his days and he, he didn't he didn't really know. Um so we were just talking, we're just taking things nice and slowly. And then you know, the, after the next um, couple of weeks, I, I noticed myself that there was no need for me to go over and, and make a point of going over to Neil and speak to him right away because he'd started making a connection with the other guys that were on the walk and talk. Yep. So from those um connections with the other members, he slowly felt that his his confidence was improving. Um as well as he liked the the walking, he he, he loved the talking as well. And the best thing about it was Every so often, um, we change it about a bit, but we do frequent the stadium a lot, and we go into the Jockstein Suite a lot for a cup of tea uh, and a biscuit after it. And then he started making um, friends, um, doing going along that way, and then the the weeks um, slowly started um, turning into months, and he started feeling positive about himself. Uh, he kept coming along. He attended every single week. Um, and then he, 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 the best way I could put it, he, start, he started feeling a bit chipper. He started yeah. feeling a bit happier about himself. Um, things were going the right way. And, and and he said to me, he said, um, I'm, I'm actually thinking um, about applying for um, for jobs. I went, right, okay, that, that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And then we we're speaking about his skill set and things that he did. And it just so happened that I'd seen something um, that you know might might be an interest to him. So I passed it on to him. And then he agreed with me. He says, I, right, okay, I'm going to apply for that. So he applied for it. Um, unfortunately, he was, he was unsuccessful. Um, he got to the interview stage, but it wasn't, it wasn't the right fit for him and it wasn't the right fit, fit for the company. So from there, he, he kept on coming to the walk and talk. But if anything, it gave him a wee spur. I gave him that wee, that wee, you know, that wee thing to keep on going. Mm -hmm. So then 
Um, we'd we'd keep, kept on chatting um, quite a lot. And then some weeks when we're doing the walk and talk, I like to get the group um, to do a mindful exercise. So we're doing our, our mindful exercise, and I always remember it. We're, we're sitting there, uh, and we were just talking, and Neil said, I came to Neil's turn, and Neil had to explain what had put a smile on his face in the last seven days. And Neil had said, the thing that put a smile on my face for the last seven days was that this is going to be my last walk and talk. And everybody's like, ah, oh, what do, what do you mean by that? And then instantaneously, like, ah, I've got a job. Now, everybody in the walk and talk oh. knew that he was looking for employment, knew his story, and a big cheer went up. And everybody was was, was really, really delighted for him. Uh, and to this day, he's still working on his job. And to Neil's credit, when he's got a holiday or if there's any spare time in between, he still regularly turns up to the walk and talk as well. And to right. quote him, to quote him, he says it's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to him in his life. And I was like, that, ah, wow, that's an impact and what an outcome we've got from that. Absolutely, yeah. It's a fantastic, fantastic story. And, you know, you mentioned him um, being unsuccessful in an initial job application, but then having the confidence to, to go on and keep applying for jobs after being being down, as you said he was, really shows how, how much a group helped him. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the the good thing about the group as well, about how they were able to make connections and make new friends, if you can imagine um, sitting in the stand uh, and, and being at the football yeah. and, you know, you, you, you maybe recognise faces, but you never really know who these people are. Well, that's exactly what happened. And it's the same story for uh, most, of, most of the people that's on the walk and talk. And I must say, the walk and talk is it's a mixed group. There's both uh, males and females there. Yeah. And the beauty of it, there's... Um, People will now stop and speak to each other who they didn't know before, and that 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 was great. And then um, there's maybe a wee meeting point um, in in the concourse in Norrie McCarthy where they'll go and stand at half time and discuss the game and discuss the first half, which is brilliant because that had yeah. never happened before. So they're making that new connection with friends. And then just as recently or as Saturday um, against Inverness, um, there's a couple of people couldn't manage to get up to Inverness. They didn't have transport. But one of the guys says, I'm going up in the car. I've got seats in the car. And then I think um, there was four people went up in the car with him uh, up to Inverness. And then they, they, they had a great time up there. And then they stopped off. I think they got a fist supper or something down in Navio Moor on the road home. Nice. And then they, they came home again. So another another fantastic story about how great um, the walk and talk has been. Yeah, yeah, definitely brilliant group, and it's it's grown a lot since since its in, since its inception. Sorry, hasn't it? Oh yes, absolutely. I, I remember the very first one that we did, and I think there was um, three or four people turned up, but there was two people from the the Pars Foundation um, came along. Um, but the, but the, the beauty of it was um, one of the people that came along to to show their support was um, our ex um, captain Scott Thompson, and he came along, and then from there. It's just grew and grew and grew. And from maybe having a core group of five for the first couple of weeks to the first month, right now it's been established for two years and we've got a core group. It can be between anything between 15 to 25. Uh, and that's depending on people's holidays and stuff like that. But we've, we've definitely got a, a solid group, of at least maybe um, you can guarantee there'll be at least 15 to 18 people every week, which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anybody that's kind of struggling with, with their mental health or, or feeling lonely, what what would you say to them if, if they were maybe a bit hesitant about, about coming along to the group? 
if they were feeling hesitant, all I can say is, if they know anybody that comes along, just have a wee chat with them because the, the beauty of the group is it's a non-judgmental group, which means that we, whatever feelings we have, whatever opinions we have on anything, we, we keep it to ourselves and everybody's there to, to make friends. It's a very welcoming group um, and the, the testimonials and the, the, the way that people um, speak about it, the positive press we get about it, the posts on social media, everything like that is 100% true. Um, is very, very welcoming, very, very open. And anybody that comes along, I haven't known anyone that hasn't come along and says that they've not had a good time and they haven't found it to be a very friendly group because that's exactly what we are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it really shows how much of a, a community club Dunfermline are. And, of course, there's um, a lot of a lot of other programmes that are being run by the Pars Foundation. Yeah, there is. Um, I've, I've just recently finished a, a changing room. Um, program uh, which was which was really good that was all about um for for males who were 30 plus to come and use the football club as a vehicle it was a 12-week um program it was a structured program um which was run and facilitated um by sam h um it was funded by the movember campaign um they they, they funded it and then the spfl trust they, they run it through um football program through the football clubs and it was as uh, that was another great success again it was all about people making connections having a safe place to come and speak yep. using east end park as a, a sense of home and belonging to get through the door and you know there's all different activities we do we, we we had a quiz one night or we could go for a walk and talk they had the option of playing walking football but also being able to speak um about your mental health about um problems that you may have uh, so again that that was great um we're just about to run out a, a fit program as well so fit is the football fans in training mm -hmm. it's a free 12-week program uh, delivered by SPFL clubs, so we'll be doing that ourselves at Dunfermline, and that in encourages both men and women to get fit and live a healthier, more active life. To begin with, um, we will be just concentrating on men just now, um, because we've not got the, the women's one adapted yet, um, and um, the health benefits that that can do, it can cut out type 2 diabetes, yeah. other obesity-related um, health conditions like heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and the same that um, 35 years plus, um, and you know you, you have to have a BMI of 28 plus, um, and it's also overweight and obese people. Um, so the services offered there, is, again, will be tackling isolation and loneliness, um, we had a self-directed support and also um, I'll have an element of sport and exercise as well. Yep. Um, and the good thing about this programme, it's successfully evaluated in a major research um, project led by the University of Glasgow. So we're hoping to run that out um, in the next next few weeks, next month or something like that. So yeah. that's, that, that's great. So yeah. we're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, brilliant. F football fans in training, obviously a, a really, really good Program really popular program SPFL Trust's flagship health and wellbeing program, which can over the last 11, 12, year, 12 years, sorry, thousands of football fans have benefited from from football fans and training. And and yourself recently, Eddie, you've recently qualified as a fit instructor. Yes, that's right. Um, I had I had two days at Hamden, uh, which was really good. Um, the facilitators were were excellent. Um, we really enjoyed it. And the the best thing about it, one of the things. The major 
thing I took out of it was how your life can change, where the small changes can make a big difference, whether that be on uh, what you eat or how much you eat, your portion sizes, how much you exercise, how much you can improve, um, alcohol consumption, what you yeah. can do to cut down. Um, you know, there's, there's loads, of, loads of different things, and I'm really excited about being able to deliver this um, 12-week programme at East End Park. It's, it's something I'm excited about. Yeah. And going, going back to the changing room, um, you mentioned that you'd recently delivered one there. So that's a massive programme for, for men in their middle years. It's often difficult to, to open up about their mental health, but being at a football club, it, can, it, it helps men to open up and really it's been beneficial for so many people. Yeah, um, the feedback I got from the from the course that we've, we've just put on there was um, one one of the guys they didn't get an opportunity to actually speak about it. Um, again, in his middle ages, it's maybe something that they, they don't really want to talk about. It's not something they would speak to their family about. It's not something that they want to speak to their friends about. But because they got through the door at East End Park, a uh, KD Him Group East End Park, that they. Um, they, they were able to come and share their experiences and share um, their feelings with like-minded people, yep. like-minded men, like like themselves, um, which which was really good. And then another um, piece of feedback I had was um, one one guy in particular who who suffered uh, suffers from anxiety and has an anxiety disorder. Um, and we were just speaking, and then he was like looking for tips and what he can do. And I says, well. If you can try and, and get yourself out a wee bit, you know, try and mingle. You're, you're coming out to this. So even if you can get yourself outside and, and get some exercise, make yourself, you know, it'll make you feel a wee bit better. I yeah. spoke to him um, a couple of weeks after the course had finished and he's now actually working as a volunteer um, at KDM Group East End Park. Brilliant. And he goes, um, goes for a couple of days. He's making new friends, making new connections, just absolutely everything that the changing room is all about. So again, it's, it's another programme that's had a, a terrific, terrific um, impact and also a, a brilliant, brilliant outcome. We just, you know, the, the few guys that's came has, has had a, a massive um, impact and an improvement on both their mental health and their well-being. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And in your role as well as, as mental health ambassador at, at the club, you... Um, are just like you're responsible for for helping the players if they have any, you know, if they're struggling with their mental health as well. Yes, that's that's right. Um, the, the the great thing about it is we had everything in place just before um, COVID kicked in, and then uh, once once the pandemic started, that was it. There was um, it was no go zone. Uh, there, there was nothing you can do. Um, but that's that's finished now, and I, I think that immense credit has to go to um, the Dunfermline Athletic Management team of James McPake and Dave McKay and the coaching staff as well, because of the access that they allow me to have with the players is second to none. Uh, it's really good. Um, James spoke to me and he says that he wants me to be involved. He wants me to be a, a, almost like a regular face, um, a face, a name that the, the players can put a face to, um, whether that be I go down and have lunch with the players or um, last season was, um, was terrific. Um, I was able to put on a mental health awareness workshop to the players, um, which ran over two sessions, and the feedback I got from the players was was, was absolutely brilliant. Um, they really enjoyed it, um, so so that was great, and it's, it's something that um, that we're going to continue. 
it's just um, the players know that that level of support is there um, from myself and there, there's others within the stadium as well. They know that there is other people that they can go and talk to, whether it be the club chaplain, Ray McKenzie, or even um, Drew Main, uh, one of the directors who yeah. is a, a, a trained mental health first aider as well. So we, we, I'm sure, I'm, I'm confident that we've definitely got that, that support network uh, at the football club. Yeah, brilliant. It's another shining example of how a football club and, and a community trust can can work so well together, and it's it's great to see that the players have got that that support there. Yes, absolutely, and the the, the players know my contact details are there, um, and the the beauty of it is I'm actually working with the academy players just now as well, so I'm providing support to different age groups of the academy players, and uh, meeting with um, players who may be struggling or maybe just wanting a chat and meeting with their parents as well and providing that support and, and just being there for, for Greg Shields really. Um, and, you know, if any, any player or any parents have any concerns, um, I'll, I'll, I'm free to meet them. And then I have already worked with some of the players and there's, there's been success stories from that already as well, which I'm really proud of. Um, and, if, you know, if you can get that conveyor belt going, start it from a very early age, be there for the... You know, it's, it's almost like a, an early early intervention. It's preventative work, early preventative work. So you just have to look at the, the players that are at East End Park just now. When I, st- I first started doing it, the under-20s at that time, you had uh, Miller Fenton, you had Paul Allen, you had guys like Lewis McCann, mm-hmm. you had to- uh, Matty Todd, um, you know, the, the players like that. So I worked with them when they were under-20s, then COVID kicked in, but then we've started it up again. So the, the players are now who are graduates from the academy from last year. So I've, I've been working with them and they're starting to, um, like Andrew Todd, he's, he's, he's playing with the first team just now. He's, yeah. he's coming on, he's doing great. You've got Taylor Sullivan coming on the bench and then the, the younger ones are coming through as well. So if we can keep that balance going and if the players are coming through that conveyor belt, it's not going to be something tricky or it's not going to be something new for the players to see that that level of support that I'm going to provide is there for them. Yeah, absolutely brilliant and, you know, fair play to you for, for providing all that support to the players and, and for all the programmes you run at the Pars Foundation, it really really is fantastic. Now, um, a regular thing we do on the podcast, Eddie, um, obviously you were on it last year so I'm sure you'll know is we do a prediction league, so for the SPFL Trust Trophy, um, what we do is, you know, we I go head to head with whoever else is on the podcast, so this time it'll be yourself. Um, okay. So what it is, is so far it's 2-1 to my opponent, so whoever's against me, so it's me versus the opponent. And this round we are going to predict how many games will go to penalties. Now the thing is, with the SPFL Trust Trophy, at this stage of the competition, whichever game is a draw goes straight to penalties. So I'm basically asking you how many draws there'll be, and there's 16 games. Now my answer for it is going to be 5, I'm going fairly safe I think but yeah 16 games how many do you think will go to penalties uh, I was going to just go straight down the middle and say 4 fair enough fair enough so <laughs> your answer's 4 my answer's 5 so anything above 5 I get the point which would be good because I need the points I'm falling a wee bit behind but yeah so that is the SPFL Trust Football Powered Prediction League which is We've got a wee, yeah, a wee sound there for it. And just 
um, to give you a bit of a round up from the last round. Obviously, the opposition got the point, but the scores were Kilmarnock B1, Dumbarton 1, Dumbarton 198 on penalties, Clyde 1, University of Stirling 3, Elgin City 0, 4 for Athletic 0, with Elgin winning on penalties, Dundee B0, East Fife 0, with East Fife winning on penalties, Annan 3, Stranraer 1, Stirling Albion 0, East Kilbride 3, Albion Rovers 2, Trinent 0, Stenhousemuir 1, Rangers B2, Freakin City 0, Hibernian B4, Aberdeen B3 and Peterhead 5. So, yeah, Eddie, thank you very much for, for taking part in the Prediction League and good luck. <laughs> um, it, it was brilliant to, to hear all, all the stories that you, you shared there and there's a lot of fantastic work going on going on at the Pars Foundation, so thank you very much. Okay, thanks, thanks for having me, Jake. It's been a pleasure as always. Coming up next, we have some football chat with Dunfermline's Ewan Otto and Dundee United's Ross Graham. But first, it's time for the Halftime Highlights, a run-through of some football-powered stories from across the country. Prostate football fans in training is set to return this month following a successful 12-week pilot programme, which took place at both Rangers and Hearts. The programme, which has been developed based on clinical guidelines for men living with prostate cancer, will restart at the Kelly Community on September 19th and at Tynecastle on the 20th. For more information about Prostate Fit, Visit spfltrust.org.uk forward slash prostate dash FFIT. In Kirkcaldy, Wraith Rovers Community Foundation have welcomed along a number of Rovers legends to their reminiscing Wraith programme in recent months. Since the beginning of August, the group has been visited by legends Tommy Hislop and Billy Brown, as well as current CEO Andy Barriman. Congratulations to Morton in the community, who recently raised over £1,000 for Melanoma Action and Support Scotland at their recent walking football tournament. The tournament, which took place at the Inverkip Hub, welcomed over 40 participants who all had a great day. And finally, the Falkirk Foundation have recently delivered another successful cohort of The Changing Room. Bill Sharp and David Barclay, two of the 12 who completed the programme, both benefited greatly and have recommended it to other people who may be struggling with their mental health. The next cohort of The Changing Room is starting at Falkirk on Wednesday, September 20th. Find out more by contacting info at falkertfoundation.org. Welcome back to the second section of the podcast. In this section we'll speak to Dundee United's Ross Graham and Dunfermline Athletics' Ewan Otto ahead of their third round tie on Saturday. First, let's take a look at the round three matches. Air United take on Falkirk. Hibernian B take on the New Saints. East Fife welcome Albion Rovers, Wraith Rovers welcome Northern Irish side Cliftonville, and an Athletic face Peterhead. Our both take on Inverness Caledonian Thistle. Hamilton Ackies travel to Northern Ireland to face Coleraine. Cove Rangers welcome Montrose, and Barton take on Kelty Hearts. Our tie of the round: Dundee United versus Dunfermline Athletic as the Pars travel to Tannadice. Edinburgh City welcome Lowland League side East Kilbride. Green at Morton welcome Elgin City to Capolo. Queen of the South travel to face Partick Thistle. University of Stirling take on Airdrieonians. Welshside Ballatown welcome Queen's Park. And on Tuesday the 26th of September, Rangers B take on Aloha Athletic. So I'm now joined by Dunfermline's Ewan Otto. Ewan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you very much. 
So this weekend, uh, travelling again to, to Tannadice to face Dundee United in the SPFL Trust Trophy round three. How do you feel ahead of the game? No, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, obviously we played them a couple of weeks ago. A game which is a very good game, very good atmosphere. I kind of enjoyed every minute of that. And hopefully it's going to be similar again on Saturday. Hopefully we can perform the way we know we can perform again. So looking forward to it. Yeah, and obviously Dundee United are, are favourites for, for the championship, but I think it goes without saying. But in this competition and in the league, you'll be wanting to, to push them as far as you can. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, if we just play the best that we can play, I'm pretty sure we'll do, we'll do well this season. So obviously they they probably are the team that a lot of people are looking at as the favourites for the league, but we don't really look at that. We don't really kind of take that into consideration. We're not really scared of anyone, so we just play our own game and see where it takes us. Yeah, absolutely. But it's 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 a tough place to go, isn't it? As as you've seen on the opening day, this, um, well, when you travelled to Tanadice a couple of weeks ago, um, they kind of dug deep and, and got that late goal to, to get the equaliser. Yeah, yeah, it's a very tough place to go, you know. I think uh, they play really good football, you know. They went until the last minute. Obviously, we defended, I feel like we defended really well and it, it took a really good last minute strike from the Dundee United players to kind of undo us at the time. Obviously, it was really gutting at the time when it happened, but also a lot of positives that day to you know, go to a ground like that, a lot of fans, you know, and to perform the way we performed and we're unlucky not to come away with all three points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And SPFL Trust Trophy, just touching on, on that a wee bit again, what what are the aspirations for this competition? I know it's it's one that maybe teams in the Championship, League 1 and League 2 can, can look and get look at getting a wee bit of a run. Yeah. So what 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 are your hopes for, for the competition? Do you want to... Obviously, you want to get as think, far as you can. I think, yeah, in every competition we're in, I think our hope is to do as well as we can, try and go as far as we possibly can. You know, we don't really take anything lightly as such. We expect that from the team. I expect that we're all, we're all give it all to win every single game that we hope to win and hopefully go as far in the competition as possible. So I think that's just the aim. You know, do as well as possible, be as successful as possible, no matter the competition. So, yeah. Is that the message from, from the gaffer, James McPake, as well? Yeah, absolutely. Everything's just about doing as well as we possibly can and playing as well as we possibly can and seeing how far it takes us come the end of the season. So we don't take anything like that at all. Yeah, and c- coming up from, from League One last season, obviously this is, you, you've signed permanently, so it's your first season as a full-time Dunfermline Athletic player, if you like. What What's it been like yeah. for you uh, coming up into the Championship this season? Oh, I've I've absolutely loved it. You know, I feel like from from when I came in last season, I feel like I adapted pretty quickly. I settled in pretty well. You know, the boys were really good to me and everything. And coming into this season it was a very swift, very easy transition for me because obviously I already knew all the boys, I knew the gap, or kind of familiar with the surroundings and the fans and everything. So I feel like it's been quite a seamless transition. You know, the game the games so far they've been difficult games, they've been challenging games, but I'm just looking to kind of step, step up to that challenge and kind of show everyone that I'm ready to kind of play at this level so hopefully I'm proving that but still got a lot to do so hopefully we can just push on as a team and hopefully I can kick on individually as well Yeah and in, in general it's quite a, a young group at Dunfermline isn't it? Yeah it's a young group it's a young tight net group you know there's a very good kind of family mentality about the place there's a real togetherness I think that 
think you can see that togetherness when we're playing as well. You know, we've kind of got that that never say die attitude. If we if we go behind in games, you know, it's not not necessarily a problem for us. We just dust it down and we go again. And when we're, we know we're never beat, we never know we're beat. And I think that's one of the main characteristics of this team. And I've seen that last season last year as well. So I think that's something that you can, you can, that's just within us. You can't that that just comes from within the boys and the team. So yeah, very close group. Yeah, I mean, it's evident to see that that never say die attitude, as you said. I think it was was it one of your first games last season that um, the Vermont were were down at Airdrie and came back to win four three. Yeah, yeah, actually, that was, that was actually my debut. Yeah, very first game for them, Vermont. I think um, the gap was put on in the thirtieth minute. Yeah, so I don't really have that much time to process it all. All of a sudden, my three 0 down, but to come back and win that game four three, you know, it's just an unbelievable start to my career at the Vermont and just enjoyed it a lot ever since so just looking forward to it and just kind of enjoying every day as it comes enjoying coming into training every day you know having a laugh working hard with all the, all the players and the staff so I really enjoyed it Talk about being thrown in at the deep end there <laughs> Yeah absolutely absolutely but yeah you don't have too much time to think about it so I think maybe sometimes it's actually better that way you just, just go on and play do you know what I mean Yeah yeah definitely so um the SPFL Trust obviously sponsor this competition, the SPFL Trust Trophy, and it's a, a community competition. And I'm sure in your time at Dunfermline, you'll you'll have seen that it's a real community club. You know, the fans have really bought into what's going on at the club, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of one of the main things that I take away from my time so far at Dunfermline is the fans, you know, the fans and the real togetherness and the, the connection between the fans and the players. You know, ever since I, I came, I felt like I really... I feel like a real connection with the fans. I feel like they really took to me, and I can't say how much I appreciate that. So it's very clear to see that there's a real, real community of those fans. Everyone's kind of pushing it, going in the same direction, and the fans are just excellent anytime we're in front of them. So really do enjoy playing in front of the fans. It's excellent. Yeah, and it's a good um, environment to be in, isn't it? At the club, obviously. Um You've got kind of the likes of Eddie Martin, who does the, the mental health ambassador. I'm sure the dressing room is a real positive place to be as well. Yeah, absolutely. It is a real positive place, yeah. As you said, the likes of people like Eddie, we do, we do sessions with Eddie. Everyone's very, very very involved, we're all very cohesive when we do those sessions. Everyone's, as I said, all in one direction. and It's just a, it's a very good place to be, a very good place to be playing football. And I'm really glad that and really privileged to be able to play football here at Northampton, so really have enjoyed it. Yeah, good, good, glad to hear it. And um, it was in this competition that you actually played at East End Park last season for Celtic B. Is that is that correct? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I think maybe last October, November, last November, I think it was. Actually, I can remember saying to one of the boys that night when they stepped out of the stage and the pit, I was like, wow, this is, this is some set up here. Like, I was really quite impressed by it. You know? yeah. But, yeah, great pitch, great facility. And fans fans that night as well. And I really enjoyed the actual game and the opposition also playing against some firm on that, that night. So, actually, yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting to have that experience and then a couple months down the line actually playing for them. But yeah. I think in a way that kind of helped me as well. I love the, the gaffer to see me and everything as well. So that was good. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and it probably gave you, you know, a bit of information about the club and and when they came a call, and it might have been a bit of an easier decision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it made it a much easier decision given the fact that I'd already kind of seen it for myself in real life and everything. So that was good. 
So obviously this weekend, Dundee United at Tanadice again. All the best and good luck for the rest of the competition. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. So we are now joined by Dundee United's Ross Graham. Ross, how are you doing? Yes, good thanks. Thanks for having me on. Welcome, welcome on. Um, obviously, SPFL Trust Trophy is back this week and um, you're facing Dunfermline Athletic at Tanadice. Just just how important is the SPFL Trust Trophy for, for Dundee United this season? Yeah, it's quite important for us. Um, obviously, our main focus is going to be on the league and, and get promotion. Um but yeah, we'll, we'll go into this game on Saturday with um, with high hopes of, of going on a good cup run and um, yeah, hopefully we can go all the way. Yeah, as you said, they're mentioned getting a good cup run. After relegation last season, it would be really good to to get that cup run and this competition provides a real chance of silverware. Yeah, definitely. I think um, every football player wants to, to win silverware in their career. Um and especially after last season um, as well, getting relegated, which was unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, get a good cup run and, and get the positivity back within the place, um, as it already is with a good start to the league campaign. But um, definitely going on a good cup run is really important for us um, just to keep that, that positive feeling there. Yeah, and of course, you've been at United a long time. You came through United's Youth Academy. I think you were there for six years before making a step into the first team. So obviously you know how much it means to the fans to, to be performing on the pitch and just how much of a community club United are. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time. Great experiences within the academy. Um, there's a lot of good people there. Um, still there from my time in the academy as well. There's a lot of people that work behind the scenes and, and stuff like that. Um, it's a real good community club. Um, yeah. Everyone wants you to do the best that you can. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, and the fans as well, you know, they'd like to see us go on a, on a good cup run and, and hopefully give them something to celebrate. Yeah, of course, and, you know, as is always the case with cup competitions, you want to keep building on the momentum that you've got from the league and take it back into league campaign in the following week. Yeah, definitely. Um, going into Saturday's game, we'll, we'll look to win it um, and just get the get the winning feeling back in. And amongst the club, um, which has been been good these last few weeks, um, so yeah, we just look to to win on Saturday and, and keep that unbeaten run going within all competitions. Yeah, um, obviously Saturday's opponents, Dunfermline Athletic. You had a a brief loan spell there a couple of seasons ago. So, does that give any sort of, you know, added incentive to you that's kind of getting one over on on your old club, or is it just another another game for you, so to speak? It's just another another game, really. Um, there's still a few familiar faces there that were that were there when I was there, so um, it'd be good to see them again. Um, but yeah, just just going every game with a, a good positive mindset. It doesn't matter who you're playing against or who you've played for before. You you go to look out and and, and play well in them games. Um, so yeah, we'll just look to to go in with a good positive attitude and hopefully get the the win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a club that. Everyone at United will know fairly well this season, having played them recently, and it was a tough, tough game for yourselves at Tanadice just a few weeks ago, um, with a last minute, minute equaliser from, um, Matthew Kudrow in the last minute, one of the last kicks of the ball. So you know that they're a, a tough team to play. What What are you expecting from the Pars? Yeah, we're expecting a, a tough game. Um, they've got a really good squad. Um, this season, so, um. 
I they'll give us a, a tough game and, and you've seen them with that a few weeks ago that they're, they're a good side, they like to play good football. Um so yeah, it'll be a, a tough one on Saturday, but um we'll do our research on them and um yeah, hopefully look to win the game on Saturday. Yeah, and touching on, on the championship this season, strong, strong favourites to win the league. Talk to me about the feeling that's in the dressing room so far this season and is is the belief there that that, that will be achieved? Yeah, definitely. The, the attitude is, is pretty good within the changing room. It's, it's really positive um, after the start that we've had. We've um, still unbeaten so far, so hopefully we can keep that going. Um, but yeah, promotion the, is the main priority for us um, and hopefully we can achieve that if we keep up these performances and, and getting good results like we've been doing. Yeah, yeah, all the best with that. Um, the SPFL Trust, obviously sponsors of the SPFL Trust Trophy, um, deliver many community programmes through clubs and ATCs around the country. So um, United, a real community club, as, as you touched on earlier. So again, doing well in this competition is something that will give back to the fans and some of the people who, who benefit from, from those community programmes through the Trust. Yeah, definitely. Um, the community trust is is a real big thing um, at United so it's all about linking the fans with, with the club um, so yeah um, it's a really good thing Brilliant Ross thank you very much and all the best for, for the game this weekend I'm sure it'll be be a good fixture so all the best and good luck with the competition Thank you very much thanks for having me on Thank you If you want to learn more about the SPFL Trust check out their Facebook and Twitter or visit www.spfltrust.org.uk forward slash trophy to learn more about the work they do and the SPFL Trust Trophy. And for more information about today's topics and participants, you can take a look at the episode notes. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. This is the SPFL Trust Football Powered Podcast.